The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It is the Unpack Podcast. Presented by AcmePackingCompany.com and SB Nation on Twitter at the Unpack Pod on Instagram for no reason at the Unpack Pod. Like, subscribe, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Like the person uh, like a year ago who said the NFL is dead to me. Too much political correctness, virtue signaling, and pandering. I don't need this crap. I'm going fishing. Good review. One of my favorite iTunes reviews. <laughs> If we could turn somebody off the NFL forever, our work is done. Yeah. Probably, right? Yep. Indeed. That was a one-star review. So uh, you guys got a lot to got a lot to live up to. Um, hit us up on uh, Apple Podcasts. There, I am Zach Rapport at Zach Rapport on Twitter, and I am joined. You you heard it. You heard the audio quality there first. Ben in a car. First time, long time. How you doing? You're literally like taking your jacket off while driving right now. This is great. This looks dangerous. <laughs> Uh, it's good to hear you guys. Uh, you know, long time fan. <laughs> There's like you've got a, a face mask dangling in front of the. This is great. This is great. Again, great, great audio for no one who can see this. But well, welcome to my world. Yeah, been in a car. Uh, where are you driving to? What's what's the deal? Driving to my apartment. Exciting, exciting stuff. Also joined. Um, Back on a microphone in high fidelity, eating seaweed snacks and drinking a fancy beer. It's Alex Patakis. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, out of respect for the show, I'm going to stop crunching on these extra crunchy seaweed snacks. Uh, I realized I had sushi for lunch today, too. So this is a lot. There's a high seaweed intake day. That's good. It's a, there's, um, there's nutrients there, right? I don't know. But. Yeah, probably also like way more than the recommended daily value of sodium. Yeah. Maybe actually, oh, there's only 40 milligrams per serving oh five servings per pack uh in these seaweed snacks so whatever i'll be bloated tomorrow what else is new <laughs> i like a seaweed snack underrated snack yeah it's flavors the wasabi flavor is usually pretty good um there's like three calories in them, yeah. so um just straight salt it's all good love a uh love a wasabi wasabi flavor a uh, quick plug for the Patreon because uh, we switched the name. We are now patreon.com slash the unpack pod. If that is something that you are interested in, you could find us there. Um, any donations are appreciated. We actually have been 
chatting with uh, with one of our patrons about about getting him on. He does a um, he's a trivia host, and we were thinking about doing some Packers trivia later in the year. So maybe we can uh, we can get that going if if anyone's interested. I'm not a trivia buff per se. Alex, I feel like did you ever do trivia when you were on live radio? That feels like a radio thing. Uh, very radio thing. Yeah, I've taken part uh, slash had to host things like that um, at bars throughout you know, the city of Milwaukee and things of that nature. But uh, I also suck at trivia, though. Like, <laughs> I remember the remember the most random things about the Packers and forget, like, the layups. I am a trivia buff, but I, I think I would be generally terrible at Packers trivia. I think we give it a shot. I like the idea. Yeah, so, I yeah. actually, I, I floated the idea to Justice Mosqueda. Maybe you can come on and be, like, the smart guy who remembers th- <laughs> remembers things. It all depends on how far back you go to, right? Like, yeah, yeah. No, I think I think you know, we don't need to get too far in the weeds here, but I think like we would we would you know we'd go back to like Favre era and later, um, just for our own you know games we might have watched. <laughs> alive for yeah, alive for. Well, why don't we talk about the current Packers as we move into the show i i guess on the free zoom we got a time limit here the packers beat the stillers at a rainy lambo field and um i guess we should just uh get right into it with with our with our note nugs notable nuggets hashtag note nugs at the unpack pod on twitter send us your bite-sized takeaways your note nugs after the game um, and send them even if uh, we forget to prompt you for them until like three hours after the game like I did because I was like three micheladas deep and then I realized it was evening time. I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> I never sent that tweet. So send them to us anyway. Uh, we did get a few in and we will get to those in a second. I will uh, go first with my note nug. I saw Zach Cruz on Twitter um, posting about this in the past two weeks with no David Bakhtiari and no Jenkins, 77 dropbacks for Aaron Rodgers, only 15 pressures. Um, We've talked about the offensive line playing, sort of outplaying expectations all over this audio feed all season. So I don't want to belabor the point, but to come out of these first four games in, in those circumstances, three and one, as far as like chunks or stretches of the season go, I mean, you got to feel so good about that. Yeah. I mean, this team is, I don't, not this team, this franchise is so good at drafting offensive linemen, drafting and developing offensive linemen. I think if I, if I had to pick one position to have a draft pick pan out at, uh, you know, or I'd get shot in the head, I, I would uh, trust the Packers scouting staff with uh, an O-line pick. That's, that's quite the ultimatum. Or you'd get shot in the head. Yeah. Yeah, like if I had to put my life in the hands of Packers scouting staff in some contrived, uh, you know, arbitrary situation. He's like, I don't I mean, know. You know. I'm driving, I'm improving. There's a few misses. There's a Tony Mandarich here or there. But, uh, you know, I think the modern the modern Packers are, are quite an offensive line drafting and developing juggernaut. Yeah, I mean, well, Tony Mandarich is like, that's that's the before times, I feel like. No, I but I, mean, I was thinking of Stepniak. Um, you know, there, there's a mess yes. here or there. Yeah. Okay. Cole Madison. Cole Madison's a weird case, I think. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Um, 
And we don't have to go on and on about this because I feel like we do talk often about how good they are at sort of finding those diamond in the rough, versatile offensive linemen, mid-round, late-round, UDFAs sometimes. But for me, I guess we'll, we'll sort of turn that on its head. Why are other teams so bad at this? They're so bad. There are some teams that are just, they're just, their offensive line is bad for like 15 years. I don't know. I just, I don't know. Packers got the secret sauce, I guess. But I think if you if you end up in kind of like a, a pit of despair, right, and you keep having to spend your your high draft capital on people you think are going to be franchise players, it's tough to it can be tough to convince the fan base and the owner and whoever else to kind of get excited about a you know a left guard or whatever. Yep, Alex, give me your note nug on a fancy microphone. Uh, okay. Um, mine is a obvious. One, but I just want to give some shouts to uh, one Randall Cobb, five for 69, and two touchdowns. Um, This is the Cobb game, and if he has a game better than this, I will be so pleasantly surprised. I think that um, this is already like more productive than I expected him to be, and that's not really a knock on him, but I guess... um, you know, the situation when the Packers receiving core was healthy was such that I thought we really wouldn't see him on the field. Um, and I texted our group chat this, but um, it, it was, it, it's not like these were huge. There was a couple of long plays, you know, it wasn't like significant, like 2011 chunk yardage stuff, but um, it was like watching slot receiver porn for like two throws, which was awesome because yeah. like Rogers is so good at that. And um, I think we all just kind of thought this Cobb signing wasn't necessarily a very football motivated move and was kind of just a, you know, throw him a bone, throw a bone to Aaron um, move. But, um, you know, there's a clear role for him now, given the, the you know, the state of the other players at that position and the fact that he brings something to this team that I guess they didn't really have under LeFleur, like... Guys would play in the slot, but they weren't real, like, slotty guys. Yeah. Randall Cobb is very slotty. Um, <laughs> so, and I'm digging that. So slotty. Slotty little one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so he's um, so he's he's bringing a new dimension, uh, which is cool. Yeah. Um, and also, it's just, like, super f***ing feel good, right? Oh, uh, bleep and feel good. Uh, <laughs> dang it. Um, to, to watch him uh, just kind of, you know... Get that moment at Lambeau. I'm so happy it happened. Had a, I'm so happy it happened at a home game too. Yeah, I actually I saw. Um, I heard on I believe it was. I feel like every week now I I plug um, Green Nineteen Tom Silverstein's pod, but I think it was Ryan Wood saying that the last the uh, Randall Cobb's last season with the Packers, he only had two touchdowns, and neither one of them um, were at Lambeau. So this was actually his his first. Lambo scores since the the year before his last year. I don't even remember when that was. Yeah. 2017, 16? Uh sounds about right. 17 know. maybe? That's too long ago, is it? No, he was on he was two teams, three years maybe? At, whatever. So, uh, Might have been three years, yeah. yeah. Two teams, maybe a season each, maybe a, maybe three total seasons. The Cowboys one year with the Texans, I thought, right? Was it one? Yeah, maybe two? 18 or the 17 into 18 season, whatever This it is. is why Google exists. But say what you will about Cobb's you know, skill set at this point uh, in his career. The Rodgers-Cobb third down mind meld, I think, is 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 
is back maybe it's at least an option and yeah. I, I don't know guys i, I kind of think that makes makes gm aaron Rodgers seem kind of smart maybe no i don't know. Mm. agree disagree what do you think yeah i mean the, the three of us sat here in the preseason and said we i don't know actually this might have been last year that the packers should just have aaron Rodgers be the gm for one season and see what happens like yep. maximum chaos i believe that, that was ben. this year i think that was a ben yeah take. um so obviously i'm all for that <laughs> Um, yeah. Uh, also, just like, uh, just really quick while we're on Cobb, um, do you get the feeling that like Lafleur sometimes, like I just feel like when the Packers are in the gold zone, um, that sometimes you can just tell that Matt Lafleur, like kind of the way players do in like video games and stuff, is just like this is the person I want to score the touchdown, and I'm just going to scheme this to this exact person, like because I can. Like, it seemed like that was the Randall Cobb touchdown. It was just like, you deserve this one. You've done some work in this game to really put us in a good scenario. So I'm just giving you this one. And that's kind of cool. Um, because I do feel like at times the Packers offense can just pick and choose like who they want to have the stats. And they do it with Rodgers a lot, too, like yeah. where they just throw on the goal line. Well, it's you very th- obvious, like, uh, just like, oh, I want him to have 40 touchdowns this year. So <laughs> we're going to throw from here, even though we have like two running backs who could very successfully punch this in. Kind of like a that's Drew- the kind of stuff I like. Peyton or uh, yeah, Sean Peyton, Drew Brees kind of thing. Uh, do you think that um, to, to your point about getting getting Cobb a touchdown, you, you really think that was a, a Lafleur thing or do you think that was a Rodgers thing or was it like a tag team? Good point. Yeah, it could be, it could be that too, because um, you know he goes to the line. He's got a couple options, plays to call, guys to go to, and maybe he's just thinking, Cobby. Yeah, it very well could be. Again, all for it. GM, coach, do your thing, bro. Bro, I said Bo. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck what the hell that was. Yeah, I'm rattled, man. I'm holding this microphone. It's like, man, I'm hot. I'm wearing this hoodie. My AC <laughs> in here isn't on. <sighs> Shout out to Glenn on Twitter for his note nug that he sent in. Randall Cobb is back. Tell your friends. Hashtag note nug. Tell your friends. Um, ben Foldy, give me your note nug. Are you parked? Did you get? Did you get to your destination? No, I'm at a red light. <laughs> ben in a car with your note nug. My note nug is. Uh, I don't think. I don't think I remember the Packers or even their opponents getting one of these dumb taunting flags yet this season. But um, I think the no fun league is in full effect when a 10 point swing at the end of a half gets ruled out on what seems to be at best an extraordinarily borderline call. Um, And you're talking about the offsides on the field goal. Yeah. Especially on special teams. It's like, I'm trying to remember if there's been like a good return that doesn't get called back by like a block in the back. You know, it's just like, I, I really do wish that, the, especially that, I mean, so much of the game is like scripted now, you know, you can kind of tell there's so much analytics. I'm not complaining about that, but there's so much analytics that you can kind of tell usually what a play is going to roughly be given down in distance. It's like, there's very little spontaneity in the game anymore. And to have that wiped out by the refs, you know, whether it's in the Packers' favor or not, is is... I find it, I, I think, you know, do I think that the NFL is like killing its product? No. But do I wish that the NFL would like let there be some fun chaos? Yes. Yeah. I don't have anything to add to that. I don't have a contrarian opinion. This is bad audio. I'm just like, yes, preach. Well, and, it, and it, it just on the, on the same topic, I mean, like the, the place where it, another place where it worked against the Packers was the, um, 
the um, savage interception that got wiped out by a clean hit. You know, it's just like, yep. it just seems like always the impetus is always to look for why, why is this important game breaking, like momentum shifting, well, not, not momentum, but like, why is this like interesting play? Like what, what reason can we find for it to not exist? Yeah. Whether it's like a hold on a good run or whatever. Um, and I wish that the NFL would kind of reevaluate its priorities on the, on the flag factory. It's like, Oh, but, that was exciting like, and or interesting. Must be illegitimate. By far the most interesting play of the game. Right. And beautiful. Like, honestly, I, on every replay, I could not see anything wrong with it beyond Tony Romo repeatedly saying like, anytime you have that many guys in the backfield, it must be offsides. <laughs> um, I didn't see that. I, I could not see that beyond this like supposition that it must've been off. Can uh, can we also not to shift gears? But you mentioned Tony Romo. Can we talk for a second about your low key theory that he was sauced for this broadcast? <laughs> he's deaf. Though. I don't know if he like caught a caught a you know party bus up from Burlington or whatever. But uh, <laughs> it's just like it, he was, I, and I can't tell if it's if it's like he was lightly lightly buzzed or he's been encouraged by the network that now that the Mannings have this like chat show you know this discord stream that uh he should he should yuck it up a little because he had jokes he had a lot of jokes on this broadcast maybe he uh maybe he got some bud light seltzer and he thought it was bud light because it says bud light on the can (laughs) but it turns out it's not bud light it's actually a seltzer product (laughs) what is nick mangold doing here oh my god we don't need to that that, that. that campaign is bad that is a bad campaign not only is it bad, but I, I tweeted this out during the game. It's just so funny to me that clearly several suits at Bud Light when they were developing this product were like, it It has to say Bud Light on the can. They have to know it's from us. And now they're spending clearly millions of dollars on an ad campaign to to teach people that it does not contain Bud Light. Anyway. Uh- <laughs> I mean, it, 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 just on the face of it, it sounds like the most disgusting drink imaginable. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, Back to Romo. I was, I don't know, Alex, you've talked about Romo a lot. I was, I was pumped to have him for this game. And I just, I, he was like the, the buffoonery I feel like was dialed up a little bit in a way that I didn't feel like I got the, uh, the crack analysis that I was expecting. Yeah. Um, I get the impression that Tony Romo is like just fueled by other than whatever he was drinking before the game, like his excitement about the quarterback he's watching. Like, I just think that's another thing. Like, I think he comes into the game thinking this is Aaron Rodgers. I'm so stoked to watch him at Lambeau Field. And he sounds like just a really excited little kid sometimes. A drunk kid, but um, (laughs) an excited kid. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, he's just a... um, All I can think about lately when I listen to Remo is like whether or not Jim Nance actually hates his guts or enjoys working with him. Because I really can't tell. Like, it's just, it's really hard. That's a fine line he's walking there. Um, but I was entertained. I was, I tweeted out, I gotta, I'm trying to backtrack now and find it. I, there was a Jim Nancism in the game that was just, you know, these broadcasters, like, they, it's, it's not an easy job to talk for that long as someone who talks in an organized fashion for like 35 minutes at a time. Oh, I found it. Here it is. Um, out yardaging was a word oh, that yeah. he used. <laughs> That was Romo or Nance? That was Nance. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
Um, kind of poetic, honestly. <laughs> Out yardage. <laughs> Sounds like a, something I'd hear on an earnings call. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly right. Um, speaking of poetic, I think we will take a quick break and then we will uh, we'll come back and we will do some news and haikus. Maybe our first ever haiku from a car. Stay tuned. Oh, I, I thought you were, I thought you were just doing the poetry of advertising. <laughs> the beautiful game, advertising. Bud Light Seltzer. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, we are back. I'm glad that we've gotten two and a half solid minutes on Bud Light Seltzer because that's been a, a bee in my bonnet since I started seeing those commercials. Just absurd. I, I just hope that the the ad that just played was an ad for Bud Light Seltzer. I think uh, we get a lot of ads for other shows in the feed. Maybe oh, they'll maybe they, be a Bud Light Seltzers, and I was like, no, thank you. I only <laughs> want Bud Light Seltzer. Yeah. Thank you. Get out of here, Michelob. <laughs> All right, well, beer seltzers in general. Anyway, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's another show. That's a uh, subscribe to the Patreon, and we'll do a special podcast just about beer beer seltzers but i kid what well, we're we're a 10 we got to take it down to a a four here so we're gonna step into step into the spa and do some haikus i'm gonna go first because we've learned you make kevin king's contract easier to bear Devondra Campbell. Bravo. Yeah. Thank you. I uh, I don't have much to add to that. I just think it, um, Campbell has, who would have guessed? He's really proven out to be kind of a sneaky, super important signing. Um, has been playing uh, earlier in the year. I was like, wow, this guy's playing very solid jag ball, like just a guy. He's like that that piece that you need, but now he's starting to play like a, a good player. He's like taking a step up and he's a, is a good player. Is he a great player? No, but this is Packers linebackers play. We're talking about the bar is very low and he has far exceeded my uh, expectations. And I think he's getting, I don't know if we chatted uh, about this. 
Yeah, it was like two. Is it two million he's getting? Either way, um, Kevin King, I think, contract works out to be about five million. And I was just kind of juxtaposing those just because, you know, just to push buttons on the the Kevin King haters out there. But Hey, well, stop knocking King. We're going to need him in a second. Yeah, it's true. And we'll uh, I'm sure we'll talk a little uh, Jair as well. But anyway, I just wanted to give props to to Campbell. Sneaky good signing. He's been playing really well. Is um, I get the feeling it's going to be earning himself a lot of money here. Who's next? Who's uh? I'm just gonna cue it back up. I gotta make mine up on the fly. Ooh, an improv haiku in a car. He's literally counting syllables right now. Should I go? <laughs> okay, Alex, you can go. Oh, I didn't know. I I was. I also can't hear the sounder for some reason, but. Ben Roethlisberger is so washed that I'm not sure that I can feel good. <laughs> it's poetry, Okay, baby. defensive performance, right? I mean, <laughs> secondary got banged up, but that was a little bit later in the game. Like, I kind of maybe like three throws that probably could have been touchdowns. Um, I know that... Uh, definitely, some some routes, definitely some routes that his wide receivers won that he just couldn't connect on. Yeah, a better player would connect and would have, you know, put the Packers in what would have felt like more of a shootout, I think. Yeah. Um, now, that being said, I don't, I don't want to, like, discredit the Packers defense, but um, just the inaccuracy is, you know, it, that's hard to bear, man. These guys were winning. Like, I, I, I feel okay about the Packers defense in general, but the secondary, I thought, um, got beat up a little bit by a receiving core that was also missing. Um, Claypool, right? And uh, didn't, didn't was it Juju Smith-Schuster on the sideline after who, like, some uh, some uh, lip-reading professionals yep. uh, put out there that he said something like, it's a, it's a Ben problem. It's a Ben problem. Which is pretty hard to deny. Yeah. <laughs> um, We've known that for a while, but uh, um, yeah, yeah, I don't watch the Steelers week to week, so it was kind of a shock to me just how not good he is. Um, and then the other thing, too, is that I just happened, you know, by virtue of red zone the week before and then this week, um, two weeks in a row witnessed, was it two in this game alone? I think it was, right? Um, fourth down throws, back-to-back weeks, maybe three or four total that are just like at the line of scrimmage or well short of the line to gain on fourth down and not really an obvious path for yeah. there to be yards after the catch to be had. And I just don't understand, like, that's just giving up. Yeah. Like, I, I would think that the person being thrown the ball in that scenario has to be like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> like, Whoa, why, really? why is this coming to me? Um. So, yeah, I mean, they don't have a better alternative. And I know that he's a face of the franchise guy. Let's just put it this way. We should all thank the heavens that um, our quarterback who wants to play into his 40s is capable. And our issue is whether or not we want to keep paying him that uh, to play like an MVP rather than this guy who's probably had at least a year, if not two years, too long a leash. Um, yeah. But damn. Yeah. I don't Oof. I don't uh, follow the Steelers very closely, obviously, but 
so their backups are is it Rudolph and Haskins? I think are there two? Might be Mason or whatever, and and uh, yeah, Mason Rudolph and and Dwayne Haskins. So those aren't g- good options either. But it just makes me like wonder: was there anything behind the scenes this off season where they trying to get someone else, or were they just did they really just think that Ben was going to be good enough? Because I'm guessing that he looked something like this, maybe not as bad, but something like this last year too. I don't know, just really bad. I was, I'm not saying anything you you haven't already said. I was just very surprised at how awful he was. I believe Justice referred to him as benchably bad. (laughs) I thought if he was mediocre to fine, that defense is good enough for them to be competitive, I think. Yeah. Um, so I can see why they took the gamble, but it so far it doesn't seem to be working out very well. Yep. Not it fine. also doesn't, doesn't really back up the, uh, didn't they spend a first rounder on a, on a running back first or second rounder? Najee Harris. Yeah. Yep. Don't do that. Don't do that guys. <laughs> and also that. they threw, I mean, they were, they fell behind. So maybe again, this is like a lack of knowing the Steelers. Uh, first few weeks of the season, but they didn't exactly work that hard to establish the run. It felt like, or maybe it just wasn't there, but um, it, yeah, that, that game, I mean, I enjoyed it, right? I was a little hungover. Um, so I really like the comfortable win that you can kind of coast through as a fan. You yeah, know what I'm emotionally, saying? Emotionally, you can just sort of, but yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, but you. that was a league average quarterback on the Steelers away from being, Oh God, I hope we have the ball last that's what it felt like to me. And maybe I'm, I have a total wrong read on that, but it could have very easily been one of those one of those games, especially with Jair going down later in the game um, and the Packers having to reach deep in maybe, their depth chart. Maybe. I would also say, and and to go back to our, our note nugs, um, Steve tweeted at us, this game could have easily been 40 to 10. I think that it's true in the other direction as well, Alex. And I think a lot of it has to do with the rain. I mean, this game yeah, started yeah. and there was a literal cloud on the field. It was crazy. <laughs> there was a cloud on the field, which I wouldn't know because uh, I was watching Jets Titans, baby. <laughs> you were one of those people. That sucks. I was one of those people stuck, just happy to have it on TV. Yep. Um, and then missed almost a, a quarter of football and had to get caught up through highlights and other things because guess what? I don't pay for Game Pass. That app sucks. Yeah. You're the NFL. Produce something better. Anyway. (laughs) All right. Uh, We are going to move on to Ben's haiku. I'm going to hit the sounder again and tell you that it's playing because apparently we can't hear it today. I got to make it up. uh, Good game of small ball. LaFleur's offense looking good. Establish the run. Yeah, nice work. Making yeah. it up. Yeah. I think I was I was happy to see um AJ Dillon get in on the action on this game. Could have used him more though. I don't know. What do you think? Indeed. Um I thought it was I thought I you know, I don't I don't have that much to say about the mix. I mean I think Dylan 
if I remember right, Dillian started getting more touches kind of later in the game when they were wearing him down. Um, broke off. He broke off like a good 15 yard run. Well, I think if, if you also didn't see the first quarter, I do think that they did that thing where they gave Jones the first series and they gave Dylan like the start of the second one. Yeah, no, I, I saw the whole game, I think. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I mean, I thought, I thought it was kind of like a perfect encapsulation of the LeFleur offense. Um, you know, for the most part, it was kind of, and, and this goes back to, to what we were talking about with the offensive line. Um, you know, Rogers and rhythm, quick throws, um, well-schemed, you know, keep the play action threat there. I, you know, I just, I thought that was a really good game by the offense uh, on the play calling side of things. And also on the like, kind of like details side of things. Like I could watch Alan Lazard block all day. I mean, I, I probably couldn't actually, I'd get pretty bored, but you know, I could watch it for a little while. Uh, you're just like hyperbole. Well, walk it back. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I really do. I think Alan Lazard is, is like this this team. When I look at this offense now, I see like a team of people who really know what their roles are, except yeah. for Deguara. I don't know what his role is, but um, yeah, I just like I see a bunch of like a, a very well functioning kind of machinic offensive role players, and uh, I, I think. Yeah, it's not new, but I, I do I do think that this seems to be potentially like its most recognized form yet. Most realized, I guess. I heard Matt LaFleur a couple weeks ago refer to Alan Lazard as their goon. He's he's a great blocker. I yeah. I, I think he's fantastic. I've been enjoying blocking the past few weeks, especially having faced Bosa and Watt, who both annoy me for different reasons. Um, and coming out relatively unscathed. Aside from, and we didn't mention this in the referee talk, that trip. Do we have to about, devote? Do we have? Does ref talk have to be a segment every week where we talk for five minutes about how the officiating gets worse every week, every season? I don't know the rules, but I don't think the people who are paid to enforce them know them either. So at this point, it's just like on every play, I'm just like, I have no clue. To pick up that tripping flag was. The fact that it was thrown and then, yeah, like waved. I mean, that is that's insane to me that like to me, that was like the teaching tape on what the rule of tripping is. Um, And I also think that it's hard to see in real time, but like you have angles on this thing and his toes are like (laughs) that spikes up. Like if that at soccer, he people are arguing if that's a red card, like he's getting thrown out. So how is that not tripping in the NFL when it results in a sack? I mean, it's just, oh man, that was just got to blow people out so that we don't have to worry about this kind of stuff. That was credited as a sack for for Watt, and then also um, when Rogers slid, that was also credited as a sack for Watt. So Watt, God. who who was for the most part handled in this game and and hobbled, I'm assuming by I believe a groin injury. Um, someone who I find highly annoying, as 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 you mentioned as well, um, gets handled, but still gets credit for two sacks in this game. Very annoying. Yeah, sucks. Very annoying. Um, There's probably some bye week uh, highly annoying content too ooh, to be had. Yeah, it's like guys that do that half the season or whatever, you just can't stand any longer. Just having to watch them. Yeah, we could bye week hackles up. We could do. Uh, 
first half of the show hackles up where we just talk about stuff that we're finding annoying and the second half uh, we can do trivia where we all just tank <laughs> tank at trivia i think we could do okay we uh, it depends on you know there's probably a lot of random little things that we remember that are impressive to know and some like really obvious things that I don't know. All of us will just be stumped by. Well, we got um, two minutes and 45 seconds left on our free Zoom shot clock. Before we get out of here, I guess the Packers have the Bengals next. How do we feel about this game? Two, three, and one teams. What's the line? Do we uh, our, our, our Vegas guy, Alex, already is grabbing the phone. Yeah, right now, uh, yeah, minus three on the road. The over-unders at 50 and a half. So points, I don't know, though. Man, like Joe Burrow, I feel like every time I want to believe in him, a.k.a. anytime I bet on the Bengals, he ends up sucking. <laughs> and it makes me think that this could also be a he ends up sucking kind of game. But he will be facing a Kevin King and Eric Stokes secondary, right? Which yep. Stokes promising? King off an injury, not promising? Yeah, and uh, probably... No, no Jair. As we as we record this, which is it's now, um, I believe, seven p.m. Eastern time on on Tuesday night. Uh, Tyler Brook, who does the I Love Gold podcast, saying that uh, he has a guy calling one of their team doctors, and they keep stalling um, because they're genuinely trying to get other opinions. They know it's a um, it's an HC joint injury but I think they're exploring options. I think it's one of those things where it's like he could play with a brace or he could get surgery or there's like a bunch of different options. But to my mind, all of them mean not playing next week, at least, at least. So I feel like it's a Jairless game as yeah. of right now. Uh, I'd use this little run of games to get healthy, I think, if I were them. Uh, I would take the Packers anyway. I think they win. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I, I guess the one thing I, I do want to say is I, I wasn't on last week, so I didn't get to eat and grow with uh, Joe Barry. Um, I'm cautiously optimistic. I think I think I'm actually interested to see how he copes with a Jairless uh, roster for a little while. We'll see. Uh, I, I'm curious to see like how does how does the star come into play, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I mean, I was I was noticing some some interesting movement of Savage on the formation. Um, so, you know, I, uh, I'm back to, uh, you know, he doesn't need to be fired. <laughs> you can't, you can't make this stuff up. Ben literally says he doesn't need to be fired. And then the free zoom ends. Sopranos ending, baby. I love this bit. I love this bit. Cause now I'm in this conversational mode. And uh, I'm just alone in a room with no video chat, with no co-hosts. It's just me and a third of a beer left looking at the screen, trying to convince me to pay for Zoom. But that's it. That's it for us. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. We are on Twitter at the Unpack Pod for memes for news and update about the show and um, new episodes and all that stuff where you can interact with us there as well. We are also on Instagram again for no reason. I'll probably post some screenshots. I got a good one of uh, Ben literally counting syllables on his hand for his haiku in his car. That's on brand. That feels on brand. All right, guys. Thanks a lot for Alex and Ben. 
I am Zach. Packers are three and one, baby. Woo! Let's go, Paco. to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.